two very honored Frater BT's Esoteric Nerd Podcast. Episode 128 Philosophous Frustrations. In today's episode, Joseph Zabinski and I will be interviewing Scott. <clears throat> Scott from Tacoma, Washington, also known as Honored Frater MC. Thank you, MC Yogi. But first, transformation. For those who are new to the Esoteric Nerd Podcast, Transformations and Footnotes is the segment in which I read portions of Transformations by John Dan Reeb, happens to be my father. While we listen to, for today, Tangerine Dream. Didn't see that coming, did you? This is Transformations, chapter 7, verse 3. You and I have been there. The flesh place Fear junkies have been there. Some go there a whole lot. I talk to them on other levels. They message on levels of messaging. I know them. They know me. Verse 4. Back here in the flesh place, I meet them, sometimes for the first time in this life. They often say, I feel as if I already know you. Sometimes they act shaken up and they draw away. They do know me. I know them. You and I both know them. They know the games and we know the games. They sometimes don't want to look at the game. No footnotes for today. If you would like your own copy of Transformations by John Dan Reeb, I've made it as inexpensive as possible on Amazon. Just search for John Dan Reeb, J-O-H-N-D-A-N-R-E-I-B. And uh, th this is the first edition. The edition that you'll be getting will have a, uh, a photograph of the Himalayas that I took when I was up there a few years ago. Well, before we get to the interview proper, let's, uh, let's check in with Joe Zabinski, see what he's been up to, shall we? Hello. Greetings, Fredder. Welcome back to the Esoteric Nerd Podcast. Oh, thank <laughs> you. How are you today? Good, good. It's another <laughs> one of those things where I don't know exactly how long it's been. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I don't know either. I don't know either. It seems it seems we have talked in the spring. I I want to say, and then. Oh okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> nice. So a lot of a lot of new things going on with you. The uh, oh, the, yeah. the the backdrop behind you is different. For one. <laughs> Oh, oh! I'm just, I'm just in a different room. I'm just oh. in a quiet. 
it's um it's it's very it's it's pretty hot where i am and so we have air conditioners running in like all the other rooms but this one so this is just the one right. i had to pick. this is this is yeah. my uh this is my cat and friend her name is dibs and she's decided nice. to join us nice the assistant <laughs> yeah 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 the familiar i guess so the last that people heard, if they've only been uh, keeping up with you by way of Esoteric Nerd podcast, you had just launched um, Digitalisman, and oh, right. I think it it was within. I think I was I was the first uh, person to sign up for that, and at that time that we recorded, I was the only person. Yeah. Um, so that that was a little while ago. Uh, so there's yeah. been a few, okay. a few new things since then. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's just like there's 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 lots of pans in the fire at at, at the mm. moment. Um, there's uh, I have a reading course now. Um, it's called it's called Aura, and it's this it's this course that sort of it's designed to teach you how to read occult texts um in a productive way in an effective way um so I've, so i have i have that going on and i have uh i have a book series that is uh that's 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 coming along that's in production as well nice um yeah yeah so the book series is um the book series like sort of it, it almost it almost created itself um it seems it seems that my my projects have like about a 15 year incubation cycle like mm. before they um before they're they're ready to come out to the world but once they're ready to come out to the world it's like they're just they're they're almost fully prepared and they're just right. they're there mm -hmm. um yeah so so the book series is called um it's going to be called alkahestia okay um, it is a, uh, it's a collaboration, um, between me and, uh, Dr. Jen Zart at, um, at Revelor Press. Um, so basically the, the story goes that in, um, oh, back in the early 2000s sometime there, I was, uh, I was, I was friends with a, uh, a guy, he was an Italian chemist. Um, and his, his knowledge and his knowledge of alchemy was just, I don't know, it was unparalleled. Like I, I've never met any, I've never met someone who, uh, who had more, who just, who just understood more about the alchemical worldview and, and, and had a deeper alchemical perspective than this guy. Um, I mean, he was, you know, he had, uh, he was doing like postdoctoral work at the time in, in chemistry. Um, but yeah, his, his, his understanding of alchemy was amazing. Um, and this was, this was when I was, uh, I was in the latter stages, stages of translating the dictionary. Mm. Um, at that time, I had a, uh, um, there were a few different texts that were coming along that I could, that I could work through. Uh, and as I was, as I was working through them, I was also speaking with him and him and I, like, 
uh, we collaborated on a, uh, a bibliography and it was supposed to be this sort of bibliography that was going to tell you basically um, it was it was going to build up a um, almost kind of kind of an introductory to mid-level understanding of alchemy right okay and it, it ran it kind of ran it ran the gamut I mean mostly mostly it was like late 17th century 18th century work so like early modern stuff um, mm. but it was deeply rooted in um, in medieval alchemy too um, anyway uh, you know, as, as we started to work together, we actually started to, to translate stuff. And so I did some work with, with him to, um, to kind of select works and figure out what will be best to start with. Uh, mm. but right when we were starting to kind of hit the gas with that project, he had a brain aneurysm and he oh. passed away. Oh man. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, um, so that kind of like that kind of hit the brakes on the whole project. Yeah. Um, and you know, and and for a long time. So while while we were working together, I translated a couple different things, and I also and I transcribed a few manuscripts. Mm -hmm. um, and I and but after um, after he passed away, it was like there was no contact from anybody for like for, I want to say it was at least three weeks before I heard from anyone. And then when I did, they were just like, well, Hey, uh, he's, he's passed away. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen next. Um, and so, and things like sort of like decayed from there. Um, anyway, 15 years went by and, um, and I started, I started to think more about the, the work I had done already. Uh, and I, I published a series of articles online just about just about one of the manuscripts that I had worked with. Um, and somebody saw that online and they forwarded it to uh, to Jen. And, um, you know, Jen and I got together and we had a long talk. We had this long phone call um, where basically I kind of told her the same story I'm telling you. Um, and I told her, you know, I told her about the bibliography and how, and how alchemy is sort of this open question, right? It's this, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people have like sort of this, sort of this, uh, I don't want to call it a closed understanding, but they have a, they have a limited working understanding of alchemy, right? But right. it's actually, it's so much richer than that. Um, mm. you know, there's so much, there's so much that's out there that, that can be presented to modern audiences again. Um, there's so much to be gathered, you know? Mm. And so, uh, so we're working on the book series. We have, nice. um, we have, yeah, yeah. We have one, we have one, uh, I've, I've basically completed the, a, a version of the, of the new edition, um, and Jen is working through it now. And we also have, we have another one incubating. We like, we're going to do two at a time because, because Jen likes twins. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, so we're going to, we're going to produce, we're going to produce two of them. So one of them is, um, one of them is away. And then the other one is in the latter stages of, I'm editing it again for the, for the Revelor Press version. Nice. That sounds yeah. great. And uh, you, you've got an email uh, I, I've been getting emails from you. Um, is oh, yeah. there, uh, they're very interesting, very well thought out, very creative. You kind of go on a oh, journey. 
uh, go on a ride reading them um, at times. Now, if for people who might be interested in, in, in being on an email forum uh, by yours truly, can they write to you or, or what's the best yeah, way to get I it? Think, you know, the, the easiest way to get on the email list is just to send me a quick little email. I made a special email just for the email list. Uh, that email is joseph at dolios.media. Okay, I'll um, put that up on the screen for people. Uh, for the people who are listening to the audio only, though, can you spell that out? Sure. Joseph at dolios.media is J-O-S-E-P-H at, the little at symbol, um, dolios.media. So D-O-L-I-O-S dot All right. media. Cool. Spelled like it sounds. Nice. Other than that, how, you, how have you been? Yeah, you've been, uh, without going into specifics, uh, I remember you had indicated that you were feeling drawn back into a particular type of current or egregore. Uh, of, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of, um, I've been doing, you know what, that eventually coagulated into a lot of, a lot of meditation on tarot. Um, mm. you know, out of all the, out of all the things that we study, I, I, I just, I felt drawn back to, to, uh, to considering the tarot in a, uh, I'm going to call it in like a generative context. Okay. Um, so, uh, so I'm trying, I'm just sort of, I, I'm, I'm exploring, I'm exploring the tarot again, because I'm curious to see what I could, what, what can be found in terms of, um, in terms of what I'll call generation. So this idea comes from, um, it comes from uh, Brian Cottonoir's new book on alchemy. Mm. Um, mm. He has this chapter called Essential Practices, and in it, he talks about this like this fourfold consideration of basically like anything that you want to consider um so there's so if you're considering basically like like any any creative act that you perform right the first one is um actions have results um in other words what you're doing or what you're considering doing is going to have an effect and so, and so the first part of it is just consider, just considering the, um, just considering the effects of your actions, what's going to happen in the future with your present action. Right. Right. And then the next one is results have causes. Um, so your present action was, uh, there were a series of past things, past actions that have, um, that have collaborated to make this present action and considering and understanding that context brings you to the present action uh, in a more grounded way. Um, what's the third one? The third one is uh, like begets like. So, so it's kind of an extension of actions cause results, right? So, um, so whatever it is that you're doing at the time uh, in, in the present, in the future, you're probably going to repeat that. You're probably mm. going to, it's, it's, it's not just, it's not just an action that you're performing. It's a habit that you're performing. Right. So, right. So whatever it is you're doing now, you're probably mm. going to do more of it later. Like this podcast. Yeah. 
<laughs> nice, nice. I think that, uh, I mean, for example, if I go a month without exercising, just as a hypothetical, you know, uh, uh -huh. and then I, then I say, that today I'm going <laughs> to, today I'm going to exercise and then I do it. Yeah. Well, there's definitely more of a chance that I'll do it tomorrow than there would have been if I hadn't done it today. But in that particular case, there's also a pretty good chance I won't do it tomorrow. But but it's gone from <laughs> like 0 0.001 to up to like a full 1% possibility. So yeah, yeah. You find those little bits of victory, you know, where you can. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like begets like. And then I didn't want one. to exhaust myself before this podcast, so I'm putting it off till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> just this once. Yeah, yeah, just this one time. It's too, it's just so like it's like a tropical paradise, you know, when people go on vacation. You recently went on vacation to a tropical paradise uh, over there in Indonesia, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yep. So we went, we went to, we, we went to Bali um, last winter and we're actually going to, we're going to Hawaii in, um, in just like a couple weeks. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know what we have done to bring us all this paradise, but. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, but living here, it's, it's too tempting. It's, I mean, it's very tempting to just kind of get into that being on vacation but like when you live here, oh, yeah. <laughs> then, <laughs> you, you know, at a certain point, it's like, okay, all right, I was doing stuff, wasn't I? You know, <laughs> but it is very nice to just, especially this month, uh, it rains more than 22 uh, days in July. So oh. and it's like stormy, pouring tropical rain. Um, I yeah. mean, go out for the people who are not already uh Actually, I think the last episode I was in Delhi, I shifted to Goa. So that's actually news. Hi, everybody. I'm Edward, <laughs> BH Frater BT, and uh, I'm in Goa now. Uh, South Goa, not North Goa, for people who know the difference. North Goa is where all the parties are, the trance stuff, and, and it's just very, very busy and a lot of restaurants, a lot of fancy stuff. And down here in South Goa, it's kind of like, not so much. We're technically in a village. I have no Wi-Fi. My uh, my phone hotspot is on the far end of the balcony, so that I can have enough uh, of, of a you know connection to do this recording. So this is the first interview or the first like Zoom call uh, that mm. I that I'm I'm doing for any podcast since we shifted here. So it's. It's so far it's going well. Touch wood, as they say here. Knock on wood, as as we we say in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Little, it's the little differences. Yeah, but I think I interrupted you at some point or derailed something you were saying. So. Uh no, no, that's 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 great. This is the <laughs> this is the you know. The, the, I, I oh feel yeah, like, the I feel four like... the four thingamabobs um, and tarot and yes. Uh, oh right, all right, yeah, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. Four, um, the fourth is that ideas expand, right? Mm. So whatever your present action is, not only are you going to repeat a lot of the things that you're doing now, they're going to, um, um, as you repeat, they're going to develop, right? They're going right. to, they're just gonna, like keep evolving. And then the other thing with that is like, what, as other people see you doing work, 
they're they too are going you know their work is going to be affected by us so mm-hmm. so the things that you're considering doing now are going to expand in the future so right anyway I've been, I've been playing with i've been playing with that idea i mean i was just presented with it like a couple months ago um mm. and so now i'm asking myself what um how does this apply to tarot mm. so so take like um actually i've been thinking a lot about the world lately the last the last of the major arcana um and i've asked myself like can the tarot can the major arcana in a sense be said to be generative in other words like what parts of the last judgment are in the world what parts of the sun are in the world like are these are they growing from each other or 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 are they not right so like you know like on the tree of on the tree of life you can kind of say that you know you you could say a lot of things like you could say that for for, for, for yeah for the for the world for example you could say that well it's it's sort of this uh, the world is a collaboration between Yasoda and Malkuth, mm. right? Or mm. you could say that the world, the world is comes out of Yasoda and is reaching towards Malkuth, and that's mm. and that's the action, right. you know. Mm. So you could say that there's a right. there's a sephirotic action there, but Luna at the same acting time, through Saturn upon the sphere of the elements. Uh, what's that called? Where you right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Olam Yesodot. Yeah, is that is that what you were thinking? Oh, that there's in practicus people learn to say, uh, you know, uh, I forget what that's called. In- influences the the influences on the paths or something like that, where you take oh, the yeah. the heaven of Isaiah for the higher Sephira and say that acting through, and then you say the uh, the astrological or elemental correspondence of the, mm. of the path mm. upon mm. and then say the heaven of Isaiah for the for the next appearance so like uh mm. uh Aleph would be you know the prima mobile acting through air upon the sphere of the zodiac which is like mm-hmm. at that point you know <laughs> it's a little bit more grounded to consider uh the world card of course <laughs> right yeah yeah um so, so my, you know, so I guess my question is, like, how is the action of, okay, so first of all, like the action, the, the action that is the force of the world, right, the force of the major arcanum called the world, what result does that have? And I, I feel like the first well i mean you have to examine you have to examine the world right and you have to examine like how it affects the sphere of how it affects the sphere of the elements Mm. um so that's like the first i mean like that's that's the first right way that i could think of to approach it but then also like but then also it's i mean it's the last letter of the out of the hebrew alphabet right it's the force Mm. of tom um is that is the finality of Tav, what does the finality of Tav lead to? 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's just sort of this, it's this um it's a philosophical uh extension of it's a philosophical like metaphor for things mm. for things upon which that metaphor does not necessarily apply. Right? right. Like like I mean, you know, because ultimately like like the force the the force known as Tav, um it's almost it's almost it's in, it's in, it embedded well, in intellect in, yeah. in the intellectual right go ahead well here's a thought two thoughts one is i enjoy like uh i mean philosophically i i enjoy like uh accepting as given the all the great material the golden <laughs> and then playing philosophically between the lines and between the forces and things like that. And it's it's a it's a it's a hobby that I think only other esoteric nerds understand. Because <laughs> yeah. most people just glaze over when you start talking about like the moon and stuff. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's at, the thing that just came to mind. Well, two things. One is the 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 major arcana on the tree of life are said to represent the microcosm, and yet they are represented in king scale as the active element, where the sephira are the passive element. Now, naturally, the whole tree of life is passive in relationship to Ein Sof. Ein Sof mm. is sort of the bridegroom, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, the whole tree of life is like the ices of nature in that uh um, so, so then the question is, does Tav exist as a part of the tree of life if humanity doesn't exist? That's question one. Given that we're operating within a Victorian uh, <laughs> mindset, I mean, you know, of course, if you bring in like these sort of postmodern and metamodern and you know, thinking outside of religion and outside of the abstractions of the esoteric, then of course it just it's the question is meaningless. But and then the other thing was that all the forces of the tree of life up to Yasod and including Yasod, then are expressed down upon Malkut. So if Malkut was just a rock, if it was just dust, if it was just chaotic dust then the form of Gibura, Kesed, Typhirid, Keter, Gib, you know, uh, Yesod, Hod, Netzach, ends up imprinted upon at least that part of the universe, which is the surface of the earth, which actually is a very small, small part of the physical universe. But we can see statues, and we can see histories and books, and we can see railroads and things that are manifestations it, as if by us by the scythe of Saturn himself, these these sort of enforced manifestations of the whole tree of life made manifest in Malkut. Maybe, maybe mm -hmm. that was just what came to mind. But I noticed from looking at your watch that it's time to bring our guest in. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I will send him the invite and. Hopefully he's checking his email and we can just talk until he arrives. And if he doesn't arrive in five minutes, then I'll write to him and say, hey, check your email. 
So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Those, those are, those are two, two thoughts about, I was just talking to someone about the world card. Uh, my friend asked me if, if the, the path between Yasod and Malkut was dialectic materialism. And I don't, I mean, first I Googled that, <laughs> you know, full disclosure. No. Um, I, and, you know, okay. So basically seeing what problems are presenting themselves and then adapting with a system that fits the circumstance. Basically, loosely, I think, is the definition there. Uh, but I told him what, what my response was, is that my understanding was that that path is the astral plane, um, which would include dialectic materialism, but also like Bukaki videos and everything else, you know. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but I don't know if my response was helpful. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like the whole thing kind of funnels, funnels together and goes down the... Uh, the great one of the night of time hourglass uh, mm. into into manifestation in Malkut, um, which I don't know. I, it was an interesting question. I'm still kind of pondering that one, but uh, but yeah, it's interesting how the world card or the universe card has been a theme this week. <laughs> yeah, you know so, something you said something you said before, um, where you you asked the question. If basically what you asked, I think was if the if the tree of life wasn't there, would humanity exist? Or if humanity didn't exist, would we still oh, have right. the microcosm? Would we still have the uh, the 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 tarot trumps on the tree of life? Yeah. So kind of kind of the opposite. If humanity wasn't there, would we have the same symbols? Would we have right. the same? Yeah. You know, what's funny is when I was, when I first started to think about this, I asked myself the same thing. I don't know why, mm. but I asked myself if humanity wasn't, if humanity wasn't there, would these same symbols persist? And how much of, how much of these forces are, you know, I mean, I mean, usually this is applied like anthropologically, right? Like people usually say, well, how much of this is, um, how much of this is just built up from human culture and how much of it is actually objective, um, just objective forces that, that are already there, right? Right. Or a poetic way of expressing the inexpressible. I mean, because obviously looking at the tarot card, it's like, well, that's a lady, that's a dog, you know, like these are all things that are that are easily graspable. Like, mm -hmm. like when we dream, we tend to dream when we're walking on the ground, except for when we're flying. But even then we're we're flying in a way that makes sense. We feel the air, you know, like you can mm -hmm. fall if you stop flying. We're talking to other humans in English. So it's like we're not that far out because I imagine, you know, this sort of infinite space beyond uh, the things that are familiar to a human. Um, mm. Where if we were to experience those things, then probably the way I look at it is the way that we would remember it or recall it upon waking or the way that we would bring it down into symbols that our human brain understands would be in some kind of metaphorical expression, i.e. talking to another human, like, uh, like, like, like 
communing with an angel or communing with a, a higher being might come in the form of sitting, having a conversation at a table with a human. Um, and, and so often it kind of does, right? Mm, mm, like, like, yeah. you know, so, so like, even, you know, if you, if you, if you scry or, or even, even like, you know, if you, if you like travel in the spirit vision or whatever, like it still has that it's, it's a, that's a great call. I've never really thought of it that way, that it still has that, that human analog, right? Mm. Like, like if you're sitting at a table scrying, well, the thing that you're looking through is much like having a conversation uh, with someone, even over, mm. say, an iPad where you're coercing yeah. a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it makes me think of the uh, the aliens in Star Trek, how they're all basically humans with like slightly different foreheads or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And how much, you know, and so the, like, I, I guess, I guess that, the question remains then right that that question of well if we didn't have this human culture um would we do things the same way or would or, or would the universe path exist would even i mean because if we take it a certain way then it was the fall of adam to use the metaphor of a past tense and the metaphor of adam and all that um that that resulted in the tree of life looking the way it does today otherwise it would be three supernals and malkut and uh maybe maybe in that garden there'd be a lion getting angry at another lion and from this sort of human-centric again victorian a little bit old-fashioned uh way of perceiving things um they might be exhibiting martian tendencies but not giburic tendencies um, because Gibura would be a more divine manifestation of which Mars is but a reflection, but how can it be a reflection of something that doesn't exist? Mm. So mm. I don't know. I don't, hey, comment below, everybody, if you, <laughs> if you have thoughts about any of this. <laughs> I'll edit this part out, of course. Um, Do you ever edit it out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do? <laughs> Here. Greetings. Yeah. Hey, welcome. Greetings. I just had my wife's laptop set up. I was trying to get in through there. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, it's my wife's cool. office. Oh, cool, cool. Welcome. This is uh this is our brother Joe Zabinski. Hello. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice I've to meet seen you. Your name on different podcasts over the past couple of days. I've listened over some more listen back to the podcast. oh you have you've investigated yeah. me <laughs> oh just listening yeah just, just just listening yeah sounds sounds good thank you yeah very cool sure. so you're up in uh washington state yeah i'm in tacoma um right here we're still uh, kind of getting a slow start to get back with the the golden dawn stuff going again um nice yeah i had a couple experiences with it briefly before going online i thought maybe a, an organization type of situation that was closer to me and uh yeah there's an area over the narrows bridge 
that I went over to and had an interview there and 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 got going over there. Yeah, very cool. Uh, now, when did you first become interested in Golden Dog? Well, gosh, let's see. So first, I got sober in um, 2008 after some high kind of some high strangeness out there growing up. Mm -hmm. I was 25. Then over some some years, I, one thing I've read is I got to thinking like, what was that all about? You know, I tried to get some answers right. Mm -hmm. So then I, I have some history and masonry from from my my grandpa and great uncle and my dad. So mm -hmm. um, I wasn't raised around it. So I went to that first, sort of on that quest kind of idea. Uh, went to join there in 2012 here in Tacoma got my went after the the degree work pretty fast you know I just sort of tried to hit the ground running because I, I was kind of had the attitude like well you never know what the future holds so I'm going to try to try to hurry up and 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 get to work on this so I got the mm. third degree two and a half months later and then I was kind of like oh okay so that was it cool you know it's like something's here what is it so I just mm. hung around on the sidelines for a year. Eventually I started, not to be like a long story about it. Eventually I started, I got mm. more involved and got into memory work. I thought, you know, I'll, I'll be an officer. I'll go through the line, see what the, going for the, the gnosis idea, right? Right. Um, And that was when all starting out feeling kind of like an outsider a little bit. I'm a, I'm a double Aquarius. So mm. it's kind of like, outsider but still wants the group kind of idea right still enjoys yeah. that and and so i was getting good responses people were like oh yeah good job i was cool i ran with it and then went through the chairs from junior deacon his master of the lodge in 2018 well, before that it was uh, eventually from reading occult stuff i was like you know golden dawn seems like a good congruent type of idea there mm. and it and it seems mm. yeah like one thing i've heard is, is the energies mesh well with our own system you know as a person right with masonry yeah yeah <clears throat> so um yeah that that was it you know one thing is uh i so i went on google in 20 the beginning of 2018 and the first thing that popped up was a link there was one on facebook and then i was i was reading the this sort of um writings about it and it was kind of a circular the mind virus right are you, escape from this and, and are you being manipulated by the media i was like oh that's kind of weird and it's like this is coming off like an infomercial kind of but then mm -hmm. eventually i i did join that um i got the material and then i i kept getting weird vibes about it and that was the the group i pahrumpf down there and the, mm. the and i was like this doesn't oh, okay, feel right okay. yeah i got them got the material but what that did is i i learned the rituals that were given to the neophyte including the the larger form the the more involved form of the the brh right mm. that um usually isn't given in, in other groups so i had this background right. and i was like okay, with the analysis i got a keyword mm, yeah exactly that's right, right. Yeah, okay okay yeah yeah so i was doing that and and having some experiences with it but i was like yeah this 
the the material that was being put out on the, the videos on the Facebook page, I wasn't it wasn't really into there was some there was an agenda involved with it, right. even though yeah. there were teaching for. So yeah, I, those I hooks that. are a little odd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so that was then I haven't really revisited that from there. And then mm. I, I met I met someone who introduced me to people in North Seattle, like 10 miles north of, of UW over there. And that was awesome. That was a great experience, nice people. But at the same time, I was like an organization close to home. So right. So that was the beginning of 2019. I, I went over to uh, to meet him and have the interview. Th- thing he had my chart you know and talked over the chart with me and I was just kind of hit the ground running from there and did the same approach as as I approached the masonry degrees I I got the books were from 2012 and Mm -hmm. I read it looked at the back it was very plan and execute right Mm -hmm. I, I looked at the back uh requirements so i had read the book and then this is what i would tell people as a mentor back when i in 2020 when i was doing that um while i read it i looked at the requirements i got a notebook i wrote things down in my own handwriting and then Mm. i memorized from that as i was driving i remember i learned the correspondence and so okay if i'm ready let's go try to test you know if i don't what's you know, just come back, try again later. Right. And so I cruised through pretty quick on that. And it was using, you know, admittedly, it was pretty minimal, right? Um, mm. I, ha- I have to admit there, there might've been some missing parts, right? Um, but by the requirements, it was, it was good. So I went to, um, uh, turns the lights off. We, we had just became a temple, right, when I was showing up. Yeah, we just fired up again because um, the situation. There was some interest in people showing up, and, and it I don't know if it was a little premature, but for whatever reason, it kind of had dissipated a little bit. The people that were showing up for practices to to put on zero, zero, zero equals mm. zero was uh, it was kind of like dwindling away, and then for various other reasons, it was time to go back to being a the sanctuary right just turn turn the lights off to a degree and at that time so this this um had there's previous history of course before i joined right with that that part that came out the same same lineage right um yeah there's a reconciliation attempted in at the same time as turning turning the lights off there. And, and that was when I was a a four seven and I was trying to to do the the knowledge part of that right then at the around January of 2020. And then I wasn't sure. I was like, do I get to keep my same mentor? How's this working since I've already been working at this? Well, I I meet the people kind of feeling like an outsider down in California, down in the LA area. Okay. That re, re, reconciliation there. 
in the program was after a few months, I'm kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. Then I found out, started talking to them. They reached out and did the, saw their, their requirements. And I thought, okay, for be involved, be, be a presence on the, the group forum for the neophytes. Right. Um, teaching on zoom as well mm. the the list of the curriculum was about double so i was like okay that was pretty uncomfortable for me you know being mm. going from okay so first i realized well if i'm going into this new role i'm gonna have to you know for for my own embarrassment as well as not selling people short both both sides of that it's like i need to shore up and make sure that see where i'm at if i could really do that right yeah and the other There's that, uh, the high risk says something like so that you do not through your ignorance make you know a shame upon the order or something like that <laughs> that has honored yeah. you thus far <laughs> well and there's also there's also this so just just scott just listening listening to you it, it reminds me a lot of of my own adventures and um there's a there's kind of there's kind of two different not they're not different paths but they're like features of the same path right where one feature is like memorize all the knowledge and like pick up all this pick up all the stuff and it's and it's and it's like a lot of the time um, there are many orders where that's the only path, right? Where mm. all it is is just a system. It's just a system of knowledge that is that is presented to people, um, and it's and it might be it might be presented in initiatic form, but it's just presented. And then your the amount of knowledge that you have is indicative of the um, of how far you've been in that order. Um, so there, so that's like one feature of the path. And then another feature of the path is the experiential one, right? Mm -hmm. Where you are, um, where you're experiencing the, uh, the process of expressing the hidden forces that are being presented, right? So it's not, so it's still, it still is like this idea of, of being presented with knowledge, but you're being presented with knowledge in a different way. It's not, it's not reading stuff and memorizing it. It's going out and acting a certain way. Um, mm -hmm. There's, there's much yeah. better ways of describing it than simply saying acting, but, but, um, you know, by continually invoking those forces, you learn about it using totally different muscles, you know? Mm -hmm. Noticing so, how I moved with, um, yeah, gosh, what happened with, is in those regards, with the, the neophyte, I remember. Now, this is a very subjective thing, and a lot of, everyone's different, so I sort of didn't put this out there a lot, but after the, what was, so it's not a uh, astral initiation. It was uh, mm -hmm. physically there, mm -hmm. short form. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's brought up a lot. Right. So there's a physical transmission. I was out there afterwards for Neophyte. And I was sitting on the couch and there's a, a class happening. He was talking to us. And I just felt my my spine, my back just went 
all these like air bubbles went up from from the middle of my back not just right here but like way kind of down low and i was like wow that it was like a big release and mm. there's some talk about how we, we have our elemental factors kind of kind of set in when we show up right there's i'm i'm heavy on air and water but fire and earth is kind of lower right so it's kind of I, i've had it explained before that it's kind of a, a breaking that loose right to then put the blocks back together through the process um so that was one of the physical energetic things that happened it was just you know 15 20 minutes after it's just and then throughout the different different experiences of going through that was um Zelder, I I had um, a couple of physical responses to it, but I noticed that with the the uh, you know the God forms, it's like putting on the mask, act, acting as if kind of like, well, it's pretty. It seems like there's a lot more to that Egyptian stuff, right? So it's mm -hmm. sort of like we, as master of the lodge, you put on the top hat. So now I'm in the role as you know, in respect to the office. And, but I, I would notice something about with, with Zelda, how I moved is very plan and execute. I had more of a pivot when I walked and I was very, you know, the militant focused kind of feeling. And then as they say, how everyone's different, um, Practicus was, Theoricus was, was as, is, is pretty heady, of course, you know, um, worked through that and and I, I would notice a different sensation when you when you sometimes this ritual that I was doing I started feeling this more of a visceral effect from this one now versus before it was like I would do it what's really happening here am I visualizing good enough it's like that right practicus yeah. felt the practicus I felt really great and comfortable when I was doing that um at that time I remember it was cozy feeling and at times there was a, a silence that was peaceful instead of a, a room charge where it's like ears ringing kind of thing it was just like you know really peaceful and then wow that's a great way of describing elemental air i really like that mm. and, um, and and a Part of it, it seemed like I was going through some of the alchemy approaching when when I had maybe learned some some from this and, and when I was coming up to the four seven part, it seemed like some of that kind of alchemy was happening beforehand going into it. And so there's the question of the higher self, higher genius guiding our initiation, you know, and then right. the facilitator thing. So that's a question. I mean, this is kind of this is sort of like, you know, just just I, I guess thinking about it and speculating on it. Yeah. So well, it's I, interesting too how in practicus you go through fiery paths to get to a watery place, and then in philosophies you go through watery paths to get to a fiery place. So they seem to kind mm -hmm. of go together in that way. Yeah. <laughs> all that focus on the heat below, you know, the try. Yeah, exactly. It's like what what is that all about? And so, so a lot of this. Um, hmm? Oh, I was just going to say that that um, that's kind of that's kind of the point, right? The the um, 
of the of the elemental greats is to is to bring you through is to bring you bring you through a series of of elemental experiences but also but also like a deep like a, a deep purging and alignment of all this stuff right mm-hmm. and so and so like the different i mean what you're talking about is like exactly uh i feel like it's exactly what the experience should be right where where you get past this you get past the point of like what the initiation is is supposed to be like like what it um what it is officially presented as and you start to get to like living it day in and day out and when you do that um that's when the alignment really happens you know mm-hmm. yeah and i agree with that also being in what that makes me think of is the the 12 step program and being sober mm-hmm. it is it mm-hmm. deals with it's the where the rubber meets the road it's how you act in the world you know mm-hmm. in in your daily interactions and what what you're doing you know and the magic of Malkuth, right the the magic and the mundane has been some of the most powerful changes that i've seen happen and and that that also has to do with even with um an article i read from a Zaleski book was about there's lots of different ways of looking at the tree and one of them was about the genius and how it where it is so so to become more alike to the angelic mind like like uh Prater Ocker's book Rosicrucian Magic has that subtitle so it, it has to do with how we act and how we think and then become closer that way and then and then on the lower side, from you so down, it is is more you know the animal instincts, of course. So so how how do we we make that happen, right? And then at the end of it, it is sort of suggested in this article. What stuck out to me was it's just how we act in the world, in a lot of ways, you know. Um, and that that worldly stuff, you know. That seems to be where a lot of things go sideways, and and what I've picked up and what I've seen in the, the order, you know, when when I've heard you mention talking about the shadow, recognizing it, integrating it, you know, um, I guess that'd be a way of honoring it, knowing it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, how to yeah, just trying to rec- rec- reconcile that part of it, and then how becoming closer right. to genius because. You know, when I was doing that work, a, a lot of it, you know, not to be diatribe about it or anything. I, when I was going back and I had to be a mentor, I was like, oh, holy smokes, this is like, you know, trial by fire. The two other mm. philosophy there, they they were, came up with that. You know, they knew the, the culture of the temple down there, you know, uh, really admirable one guy one guy was awesome i when i saw him teaching classes it was really he had you know digested the material and and he would talk about it very in a different kind of way you know what i mean like like with in different words i was wow that's awesome um he he had found uh nephthys to be a very comfortable for him so just to, I, I, that was, I was I really admired him, but at that point, it made me better, you know. And I I did that double of the the material. I said, 
I reached out and said, okay, I've done this. I, I think I'm there, you know, at this part of it. And then I got it, got an email back. Do you have the real list? You know, the list of things to do. And then I saw the real list, which was much more. So the academic scholarly side of it had quadrupled and there's the group me and this and that. And so at that point, I was kind of struggling a lot. I was like, gosh, what do I do? How do I stick with this? And and I had done several divinations throughout. What do I do? And then one of them, I was like, it really felt like piling on, you know. I had yeah. um, I had done divination about it. And one of the last ones, I, sort of as a, I typed up, the thing as a, as if I were going to resign to a resignation I typed mm -hmm. it up as more of a cathartic type of thing I don't yeah. think I ever really had intentions of sending it I typed it and then I did a divination the divination was clearly you're at a point where you want to make a decision stop and think about it there's no rush essentially this mm -hmm. said it'll make you better and better in the end it'll make you stronger and it and I always throw that out there you know it it uh made me go back in, in the, the testing process. And then, so from, I went through that the summer of 2020 and then it was time that I had done everything and I wrote the different papers. It was like 50 different pages and a lot of them were subjective stuff. And so I had to keep going back to those symbols to get the material enough mm -hmm. for for the pages and stuff yeah i was like okay i think i've done it now i think i've hit this list and then it's like i hear back okay the next thing up is the interview and then mm -hmm. after that every couple of weeks I, I send i reach back out hey i'm still just kind of waiting to hear back we can set up this interview kind of every couple of weeks and then six after six weeks of that it was uh the list had been added to again oh, and, no. and the list mm. was added to with um stuff that has nothing to do with the outer at all you know um, okay from from regardy you know it's like mm. we don't even have this oh it's and then so so yeah that was that part um that was at the same time that I was talking to my friends up here that it's like, you know, cause I, cause I was sort of like kind of communicating and venting a little bit, you know, admittedly, yeah. there's, things, there's things happening that with um, the, there's displeasure then in the part of the group I'm not in, right. The, the, in the inner, and we had, uh, the way I felt at the time is we had taken some people in who had um gotten the short end of the deal hmm. at the time so so they they came with us as from from my perspective being and it was also filtered right i was like also after going through that year i was like man this is crazy you know um so so at that point i'm like okay how do i talk to the at one point point I had 16 different neophytes at the same time that I was having a phone call with every couple of weeks a lot of great phone calls you know 
Um, and it really helped me, any doubt I had. Some people, when they were really thankful at the end of the call, it's like, all right, cool. You know, I mean, we're all different. We're, we're, we're different personalities, of course, you know, getting together in this one group. And so I'm trying to reach out to them like, hey, you know, trust me, come along, something happened. And then it's also this drama is blowing up on, on the forum that for everyone to see, you know, oh. try to gather. So people are reaching out, hey, what's going on? What should I do? I just got mm. here. You know, I've only mm. been around for a couple months. But... Yeah. And uh, I was trying to try like, hey, come on, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're good. And then shortly after that, a friend of mine in the, I'm in, I'm in the outer, but I'm, I'm sort of like kind of close. The, the, I'm sort of being seen as like possible being involved with getting things going. Um, and uh, so, so a couple of people, there's displeasure on our side here, they left and then we're getting reestablished. And I was like, okay, now, now this is like sort of the third group I'm a, a part of in a way, mm -hmm. a, a third, third, uh, uh, manifestation of, of the group right uh, and all so, kind of the same like uh based on the same group and took that yeah. you were talking about at the beginning but it's it's changed and changed form the order has changed yeah when i think about this story is it went went by it was a lot more concise but i'm i guess i'm a tangent kind of person yeah, a little bit. yeah. no it's okay you know <laughs> Um, so the so, Washington Temple was working with the California Temple, and that was kind and, of one manifestation. And that, but then you were yeah. there before that was happening, and then yeah, there was so, a period where there's some infighting in the in the inner order, and then a split. Yeah, and so so essentially, as I was told, um, we're gaining um, more people with a lot of experience. You know, they've been around. Mm. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, that was a rough rough time I went through it it was good for me um and then eventually there was more, more displeasure in that process so 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 i i have a so i have a question um earlier hmm. it'll just just now actually you said you said it was it was good for you um can you talk about hmm. that a little bit more well i i think a lot of it was um a lot of it had to do with the knowledge side of it mm -hmm. and getting out of my comfort zone as well. Sort of mm -hmm. like as when I was senior deacon in, in the Masons, it was like I had to go. One of the roles is, is you, if you see someone you don't know coming up to the door, you go talk to them, bring them in, show them around, things like that, you know. Um, but in a general way, it had to do with, you know, the learning the hermetic language and the different aspects and correspondences. One of the things was the um, energy influence of the paths and how well, it goes We were just down. talking about that. Yeah, yeah. And that was a part that had, I didn't really have it. And, and once I saw it, I saw, I saw how the movement of the, you know, from the top down and left to right, and how it's filtering through those different correspondences right. there that it made me look at it at it at it in a new way also remembering the the mother letters how they they intertwine like the caduceus with air in the middle mm. things like that i noticed a caduceus on your right arm there yeah that 
was um gosh so the first one is uh from a cd booklet i'm a uh, modest mouse there's an old okay. fan and this uh, album yeah. they put out this one when i was tw- uh 14 i had these cards called medicine cards with animals. oh wow okay and mm. and they're it's sort of a native card based divination and so it talked to, it used the different animals and the in the snake one i just remember reading it it was doing something is before i was in all this uh in in this way and and the snake was transmutation and it talked mm. about transmutation and snake medicine people and the legend of people that would actually poison themselves to develop immunity immunity and different things right. like that but there was some, something struck me about that mm-hmm. and it talked about the caduceus and that that was that was kind of the first idea of this um and also i had I had a class that that talked about um, it was sort of a choose your own adventure writing exercise. And then after we turned in the assignment, the teacher goes, "Okay, when you get to this point, this represents this part of your life. And then this represents this part of your life. And the part at the path, this is sort of like path working, you know what I mean? But it was uh, in school. And and when you and when you get to here, I wrote down I was out of out of path in the woods and then these two snakes come up and then they they intertwine and then they like lock into a caduceus ding you know and kind of and then i guess that part had to do it's like that represents your parents it's like yeah that seems to oh it seems to me yeah just you know the the coming together symbol like yeah yeah but yeah and then there's lots of i interrupted though yeah you were you were talking about like this various infighting happening about how oh, you're right. coming close, yeah. you were you were coming closer to the inner um but there there was like all this stuff happening and there was like the this uh there was much changing of standards so mm. like you would you would yeah. meet a standard you would meet a standard and the standard would become yet higher and you meet a standard and the standard would, would become yet higher moving goalposts um, yeah Right, yes. moving goalposts. Yeah. So, so I guess my question, my question for you there is, did was that happening for other philosophy, or were you in a unique position? Mm-hmm. No, it was us. It was us. Yeah, but but so it was everybody. The, the, yeah, yeah. It oh, was, okay. It was the, the fourth sevens. It it was, and they mm. they had. Um, yeah, I I hope they're you know I I haven't talked to them since since then you know what I mean and but like I was saying they were good to work with you know yeah yeah I mean I know those guys I I uh, uh, I mean I I won't mention their names or anything but the people at that temple and the head of that temple is an old friend of mine um, mm-hmm. I have, I haven't yeah. spoken with them much in recent years but back in the day we you know we knew each other. Uh, when everything was very different, and uh, I can definitely relate with uh, having you know things change so much. Uh, different, but I very similar, right? Me, yeah, different and, and and similar, yeah. And and things like you said, um, when there's there's a, a, a bad feelings in the inner order, it's uh, yeah. There's it's all around. It's it can it can be really heartbreaking like for the person in the outer order who's just 
on their path and the order is facilitating the path and facilitating the, the, the organization and structure of the path, but then the order is shifting. The order itself is going through its own alchemy and, you know, and the people within it, and especially in, in positions of authority and, you know, um, things breaking up and yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think Joe, Joe and I have both been through a lot of that um, and over the years uh, going through too much of it, so much of it. And then there was a really big one in 2013 that was so big that when smaller things were happening in like, well, no, that was 2011. So in 2012, 2013, if there was some issue, I, I mean, looking back, I think that I had, I was calloused and because there'd be people in the outer order saying, what's going on? I don't understand. Why is this person saying that and this person saying that? And I, my automatic response was, you should have seen it last year, let alone the year before that, or five <laughs> years ago, or seven or eight years ago. Hell, when I was in your grade. And it's like, well, that that's not a very compassionate position. You know, I should really take a moment to like elevate to a, a, a better position and have compassion for what this practice is going through um, and what they're seeing and, and what they're confused about. Um, and like you said, when they're, when they're, when they're only letting you know, you know, half the story and you have to kind of piece the, the rest together on your own, but you can sense the results, then it's rough. I mean, that, that is an interesting, I wasn't sure what exactly, you know, the, the overall, um, thrust of this conversation was going to be, but but I'm I'm, I'm kind of seeing now like it because this is something a lot of people a lot of people can relate with this. Um, oh yeah, approach especially Golden Dawn orders or esoteric orders of any kind is how to reconcile. You're on your path. You're going through these grades, and so there's a lot of questions that come up. Like, can I continue on the path? Without that temple, or without uh, without this this group of people, that's question. That's a question. Another question is: Can I remain healthy and continue upon my path in the group? <laughs> is there a way to 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 separate out the group drama from my individual path? By the way, spoilers: No, <laughs> no, there's not. Um, there's so many questions that you know I I I hope that uh I hope that you're able to find you know a good what what fits for you maybe that same group and uh and by the way guys don't hold it against him that he came on my podcast uh he's he's been very yeah. good he's not not spilling the beans you know, too much <laughs> I mean yeah I, I was very aware of that you know and I was trying not to disparage or alienate anyone including myself of course and then but coming up to but yeah that's the main thing is like it's a great system it's a great place to be and i, I hope yeah. that you know and, and they they were good experiences too uh uh traveling down i i had a i had a good time you know um so and that was more recently so so after things are getting more established with with us down here with with uh paperwork and and taxes and and the, the names and stuff like that there's like this umbrella a year went by 
I was like, wait a second, what's going on? I'm continuing my doing my thing, you know, and um, listening to the actually Magic Without Fears, the podcast really brought up a lot for me because I had list, been listening to a lot of podcasts. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like, I know, I was like, I was like, oh gosh, I got to reach out. And so it was kind of like this Harbinger situation where um, this, this most re- this, and, and, um, you know, it, it, uh, it'd be great to have a place to, to be a part of, to, to come and learn this system and, and things like that. So, so, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, aside from that, so, so that relationship didn't keep going, you know, right. um, now it's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. we're up here at, at, and i've i've heard another with involving the store down there i listened to that uh, uh podcast as well you know it was a good experience but i would ask you know how how could uh you know some people a thousand miles away bring it bring everything down you know just off of off of our situation so so uh but yeah now now it's back to you know, there are, uh, again, some plans, some plans were made about advancement and getting things going. Another, another bumps and bump in the road. Um, I, I, I got sick at the same time as, as um, the, that things were going to come together. Also, I had my, my folks, I, I had this weird kind of fallout with them that was temporary. And then another mm-hmm. old friend of mine that I work with in, in the step work stuff, we had our first sort of disagreement and it was a, it was a feeling of dissipation. So, so, you know, just keep, keep moving forward. And back in 2020, when I was thinking this is like another, another saying the magic, you know, is for people that need to. And I think I heard it on magic without fears, but it was from some, maybe possibly a grip eroded this, the path is for people that not, not want it but kind of just have to do it and so mm. so i had in that year of 2020 i had also tried the a version of the bornless you know i was trying mm-hmm. to do the hga work i re, i was at it for like five months every day including the the um spiral in in the the quarters right the center of it then that those names and the the Egyptian aspects of it, so not just the super old headless, right? And and going through the planets, it's, so all the that sort of you know learn about this. Oh, there's another long delay. Kind of learn about this, and I suppose that's kind of where I'm at. And I think you know with those kinds of things, you know, I always had a lot of respect for stick to the script, right? For example, like John D's prayers, they're designed really great. When I was looking at at D's prayers, I was like, I was that was when I really got the. It's the automatic that if you're going through that, you're going to get sort of in, the inflamed with prayer kind of thing, just by how mm-hmm. it's written and how it builds up, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think I've in those regards, I've I've been been fairly. Uh, you know, careful with myself, you know what I mean? Not, not, not getting too out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess in a way, like you were describing, um, moving through the Masonic grades very quickly, and uh, but this the, these recent years have kind of like forced this situation where you have to kind of move slowly. But I mean, I, philosophist is a good grade to take a pause. I mean, I think if you if you're gonna, you know, I mean, like they say, uh, the minimum for uh, philosophist I think is seven months, right? Um, but I, I mean, I took, I think, two years uh, for, for my philosophers. And uh, of course, I was a teenager, so that's, <laughs> time moves differently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, gosh. And there is that whole tower card thing. So having the, the order turn upside down and inside out and re reinvent itself. Is Good timing. Of, yeah, exactly. And, and, COVID, <laughs> and COVID was like two months later, so. Oh, yeah. okay. I was like, oh, tower card. And then, um, but then by by the end of those months, it was feeling very dark night of the soul, right? Sure. It's kind of like, I was pretty existential even as a teenager. And then yeah. now I, I have gotten to the place where it's more the mystical kind of approach where it's less goal-oriented and more, you know, I would do things more recently is just try to build the inner senses trying to do body of light work and and be a more receptive passive approach to it um yeah and be okay where i'm at having more faith that's one thing that that strikes me from my my teacher uh, mentor that um the vision for the future is sort of very long term and there's a lot of faith in it it all the bumps in the road it's sort of sort of had faith in the process like the the spirit right of, of things just kind of working out and that's that right so the the i mean to me like your story your story and your journey in philosophers it's a really beautiful one it i because because i mean when you're going through it it's a disaster right it's just like it's just like like one one difficulty after another and you just you go and you go and you go and you're like how is this how is this even going to ever work out and sometimes and honestly like some people they just they stop in philosophers um for for whatever reason um and that's that's an okay thing to do because i mean the thing is that you don't what in my opinion so this is just my opinion but in my opinion once you're in philosophers, you don't really stop being in philosophers, right? Like, like with, with every, with every initiatory grade, like you're just, you're just sort of carrying that current forward. Right. But yeah, I agree that, I agree that things like, things like faith and things like faith, things like hope, things like a, like a burning love for what you're doing. Um, you know, those are all, those are all just part of the philosophist fire. Um, and that, that, that testing process, it go, it keeps going and it gets, it gets more intense as you go along. Um, would you agree, BT, that, that, that like, a, like a well-designed video game? <laughs> yes. Yes. You, 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 but you're ready you, for it. Like you have the, the special jump kick and the sword downward thrust, you know, like you have all the tools yes. to be able to handle 
you know, uh, Baraba. This isn't horse head anymore. Am I the only Zenial here? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda two references. <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah those... I, I like the idea of Avatar and that you know, oh, yeah, there's yeah. a I, the the image of a star and someone's like, okay, yeah, you're living your life, you're good. Got your back, you know. There is, I, I do, I, I do like that idea of uh, the the design or the destiny, you know. Mm. And then, and and at the the end game, it's like you can deviate, you can distract. Like like, there's one thing, you know, in the program they'd say God's will for me or the true will or high, higher genius stuff is, is that well, it's still there, but I can deviate. You know, we have that the power to deviate. Like, and I would say, well, I don't know. I talking about God's stuff in in a meeting, for example, is like, well, I don't know God's will, but I'm pretty sure the will isn't to get wrapped up in addiction and then then lose what I have going right. on. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've been sort of yeah. talking a lot. Well, that's, I, a, I guess the, well, that's okay. You're the guest. You get to talk a lot. <laughs> I I'm the one who's supposed to keep his mouth, you know. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, um, no, that's an that's an interesting philosophical question that you just touched on. Is is it God's will for us to stumble? Um, you know, was Judas part of the grand plan of of Yeshua? You know, for instance, or uh, so. I mean, in a way, I mean, you know, again, it's 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 a it's a it's an unanswerable philosophical question. I think. Um, you know, some people would say, no, Satan is the one that uh, makes you stumble. God wants you to just keep going along, and then you can kind of get into, like, but is it God's will for Satan to exist? <laughs> you know? And if the answer is no, then is he really God? Come on. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that idea. And it's sort These of are deep questions. I mean, and that's why the data work is uh, complex, because uh, you know, the shadow wants to fall off the wagon, you know, the, the or the evil persona or whatever. These are things yeah. that are are officially given out in grades beyond philosophers. But uh, but yeah, this so the on the uh, on the see, I've got my dad's Masonic thing. I'm I'm using that as my uh collar here. But anyway, um yeah, there's the uh the higher self, the uh ruach, the the nefesh, the goof or body, and then underneath that, and I'm sure you've you've read ahead a little bit in the uh the tree of evil is uh is where we find the evil persona and it's a part of us and it's uh and i mean and that's there's some overlap with the like union you know Jung talking about the shadow and and how our own evil persona our own shadow is the neighbor that we're supposed to love that you know we're not supposed to crucify ourselves you know or or to uh punish ourselves you know too much for having a shadow and and definitely you know not walk around and pretend you don't because you know then that that's where that's when the shadow can manifest in some horrible ways you know um spiritual pride and, and gluttony and all this kind of stuff the people who, who think and they're actually shining but it's there's something a little demonic about the shine you know like uh so so it, there's there's all kinds of interesting permutations we're interesting birds all of us and uh you know so so humility is definitely key 
in uh, in dealing with uh, you know having these these not good inclinations. And uh, but it's up to it's up to the ruach to stay either connected with the neshama or connected by faith to the neshama in order to keep the nefesh from uh, from from taking over and uh, and for the whole system to be upside down. The, uh, the 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 evil persona whispering to the nefesh and the nefesh saying, "Hey, ruach, you, why don't we just uh, have a bottle of vodka right now? Fuck it." And then if the ruach isn't actively uh, either with faith or with real connection uh, jacked into the neshama, then the the ruach will be in a weakened state and uh, might might give in and us. Uh, so it all is very much, you know, uh, parallel between between uh, the twelve steps and the golden dawn, as far as I can tell. I think so too. I was just thinking about as well the how it would work bit by bit. Like if I'm gonna quit smoking, like mm. hey, today's the last day, and then the next couple of hours later into the day, someone's like, hey, hey, you, you need one. You know, you, you want one? And then it's like, yeah, in in trying to differentiate the the inner voice and having discernment about mm. what that is all about. And you know, I there's some things that occasionally I'd hear a little phrase and it's like, okay, okay, that feels like a good thing. It feels like advice looking out for me. Also, it might be something really odd like what is that what what i just heard what does that mean and then it could be years later where it just sticks around and it sort of makes sense about my life like as as an overarching kind of idea yeah but the inner oh. critic that i have uh, try to try to not engage with the inner critic you know and have that that kind of internal argument stuff happening right yeah especially, yeah. especially when it comes to it's funny. It's like, it's like, you don't want to have an inner critic when it comes to dealing with other people. Um, and then, and then even more, even more, you kind of don't want to have an inner critic when it comes to order people because, because for everyone involved, it's usually an education, right? So like, so, you know, like when you were having all these different changes and requirements, like, like at least, at least this was the way it was when I was, when I was more heavily involved, it was that, you know, whoever, whoever was making decisions as an, as an imperator, it might be their first time making that, making any decision as an imperator, um, or, or it's their first situation where they have to, where they have to play politics with another imperator. Um, you know, and, and the same goes for like the rest of the rest of the inner order. I mean, it's like a lot of the time, this is the first time, you know, you could be dealing with new adepts. You could be dealing with adepts that are new to a situation, right? you know, like the, 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 um, an order becomes an order becomes like, like a family for a bunch of orphans, Right, like like a, a family for 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 people who have no experience in a family, and for people just also for people who have no experience with the current that they're carrying. Right. So, and that's a huge part of it. Is like, is that is that like 
if you're a new adept, you're very new to to like the forces that are involved in being an adept, you know. Or if you're a new imperator, like you're very if you're that's that's even crazier because like because there's so much like juice running through you all the time. Um. Anyway, it, like the only the that that's I guess I guess that's something that that's that um that stuck out to me is that that story that you told of um that story that you told of being a frustrated philosophist like that's um I know people who have gone through that me included and if I had to do it all over again I would have just taken it a little bit less seriously because everybody was trying to do their best that being said though i don't really know the details of your situation so it might be you know it might be different for you but i just felt like it needed to be said that an order is very much a dynamic thing you know mm -hmm. yeah trying to keep a good perspective about it for mm -hmm. sure and, yeah. and where was that at the time, you know, being the uh, having that goal oriented approach and then having that turned upside down at the same moment, you know, it's is really something to to work with. And, you know, yeah, yeah, how, how I felt about that. And then I get get the existential all or nothing kind of thinking about it going into it. Oh, you know, um. Yeah, that's that's very true, and and certainly we're all um, have our have our personalities, you know. But but yeah, thank thank you. If, I, I don't know. I hope I didn't. Um, hope I did all right with like not saying too much or saying yeah. that. What what happened was um, I I introduced myself to you I, I, on um, social media. Said hey, by the mm -hmm. way, you know, because I I've listened and I and I know you're you know, no different people and there, there's different degrees of separation there. And, and right. So, oh, by the way, hey, I'm, I'm Scott and and I've had this this going on in the story. And and I, I I'm like, I'm sure I don't have any motives with this. And and then mm. there was the the. Um, the mentioning of the podcast, and I was like, oh, gosh, what should I what should I do? And then <laughs> I heard I was like, me maybe now's not the time for that but i heard uh the next day i was thinking about it and the impression i got was just tell tell the truth you know so having a little trust in myself and even this yeah. morning that like i'd i'd be able to talk about this stuff and not you know what i mean i would, wouldn't want to disparage the group and hopefully that you know whatever whatever hat i'm wearing is um you know appropriate i i just want the would like to to have this this going and it seems to me there's some some uh gosh what inertia that there's there's any in the in the work there's energy to keep going with it right so even with frustrations it's like the current to keep it it keeps going along even yeah. with the bump in the world mm. you know um mm -hmm. so yeah so, I'm, I'm here I, yeah. um mm -hmm what is it where do you want to go next um well i i'm looking forward to um having having the the temporal work going again 
you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and sticking with it and uh yeah and and even though with with uh, the story thing but yeah that that's the idea of it that's what i'm i'm hearing available for you know to stick with the work yeah cool wow is um currently on uh, like an active temple again or is it still more like a sanctuary um it's yeah it's about in in between about starting up again i would say yeah probably a sanctuary you know and and everything is is uh is is sort of like the stage is set there's a couple a couple things going on you know and and you know yeah and and there are people that have been around longer than me by a lot that are that are um here and seem to be interested you know uh, just just like some semantic stuff and before you know with, with all the ups and downs i feel a responsibility that should this kind of stuff happen to come up in conversation with someone i know who might be interested in in it um i want there to be a good help a good environment to bring them to i wouldn't want them yeah. to yeah, I wouldn't want it to be premature, you know, to yeah. to get involved in it. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it's and so that was another part about the the this conversation and, and coming on. But all I could do is is tell the the background of what happened, and hopefully, you know, yeah, again, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to undermine anything like that. But hey, you know, I I just. Uh, I really appreciate it. I was kind of like, I was shocked about it. And I was like, you know, it makes sense. It, it doesn't. And also along with different podcasts I've heard with, with people along the way, you know, having someone who was a, a Theorcus or someone who was, had been a portal and, and done all the different officer roles, you know, for the outer and, and being around for more years than that. I was like, it does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, you absorb a lot of uh, things that you don't even realize you're absorbing until you are teaching somebody who's a correspondence member. Um, you know, like for example, the uh, the officers, lawmen's, and things like that 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 you don't even have to really think about. <clears throat> and uh, but then when you're talking to somebody who's maybe a practicus, but they've n- never been near a physical temple, then they might be surprised that the uh, the highest symbol is you know a triangle in a circle or something like that. You're really mm-hmm. you know, that's that's pretty basic, but all right, you know. But it but it's just because because you're at the temple, you know, and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, so, I um, yeah I I definitely had that that experience was uh was like that was wasn't really I didn't have that experience through this yeah mm-hmm. um still still a phys- a place to go you know. But as far as the uh, the arrangement and the rubrics of it, and yeah, and yeah, the floor, the floor work. I, I mean, I I like that. I like the the floor work stuff. You know, as far as like for masonry, doing ritual work was very much. You know, it's okay if you forget or if you make a make a mistake. If if it's a memory work kind of a thing, it's it's about making the candidate feel comfortable, in a way. Right. 
you know yeah because if an if an officer's uh, you know that's, then it's kind of takes it's a distraction yeah the neophyte's an interesting kind of thing where the hegemon's job maybe a little bit is to make the the candidate feel comfortable but nobody else has that <laughs> the hierarchs putting a sword on the neck of the hierophant demanding that you kneel and all this they're not thinking gosh i hope they're comfortable <laughs> oh yeah but the hegemon hegemon with a soft hand like it's okay this way you know <laughs> yeah but nine months ago i was in a in the position where it's like okay if this this is coming around the corner i really have to and I haven't had that side of it as much, the temple environment, you know, the, mm. that's, that's really rolling, you know, it's kind yeah. of just starting out. It didn't really happen. Mm. So I, I worked on learning the, um, well, the, the hierarchy and the characters. I, I learned the script over mm. some time and, and got through. Yeah, I'd have to brush up on that, but I, it really had a lot to do with, you know, being able to fill the shoes kind of an idea like if i was yeah. doing that yeah um you know trying trying to get that side of it for sure nice well gosh i hope that uh you know i mean like i said i think the foundation is good up there and just to be just to play it safe because i mean i don't know how i'm gonna um just leap out the specific name of their temple um whenever we say it i'll be uh, just just because I don't want them to, what do, what do you think? Do they have a website? And, yeah, yeah, just that one thing I'll leave out. But, uh, but those guys are good. I mean, as far as I know, uh, they're good people. And uh, they've been at it for, like you said, a long time. They've been practicing a long time, especially the Imperator. And, uh, and so I think that, you know, regardless of whatever bumps in the road they're experiencing as a temple, um, that that'd be an okay, you know, a good place as far as Golden Dawn temples go, a good place to call home and uh, and to help build. And I mean, uh, they're all going to be watching this. Hi, everybody. Um, but uh, you know, so they'll they'll get to hear what you're saying beyond you know beyond just getting an email like uh, who is that again? Oh, okay. You know, now they'll see. Oh, right. Oh, he's he feels this way. Okay, you know, and that'll that'll help. Uh, clarify your position for them and uh hopefully that'll be a positive thing and and i i hope that uh that you can help them build and and uh an active temple up there if that's your will if that's what you want and uh, you know i i wish you yeah and, i'm, and I'm excited the best I'm, yeah yeah i'm excited for it and i appreciate it and at first when i started i i, I just said the the regional area you know so mm. tacoma and Harris bridge you know, we went out you know kept driving across it you know and yeah yeah so i was trying to do my best with this and and again like it it was it was a, sure it was difficult with the curriculum you know what i mean and, right, and my own yeah. my own traject my my trajectory ideas but it yeah was, i did i did have some Good encouragement that really helped along the way you know when i when i was there newer in the newer months i i got some positive feedback and that really helped a lot you know for me yeah. to, you know and i think about things like tone of voice I'm, I'm not that good with the 
yeah yeah i don't know i just like uh i i try to avoid reeling backwards on on that you know what i mean um how people show up in the world in their natal charts you know there's yeah saturn and pluto pluto in the 12th house kind of thing so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if you have good energy then tone of voice just kind of naturally follows and uh you know every once in a while someone will have a knee-jerk reaction to green plaid you know or something like that and they'll say ah that green plaid reminds me of my abusive you know this or that but uh but i mean you know <laughs> at a certain point it's like okay I i'm sorry i'm gonna keep wearing green plaid but you know so i mean yeah tone of voice is is just a an expression of uh of of the vibe inside i don't know if I'm, what i'm saying is coming across <laughs> but yeah yeah, I, oh, that that's definitely a part of a part of the, gosh, can buy day to day. You know what I mean? It, it's almost that when when I'm working out with the mental, uh, trying to trying to think about the, not doing the all or nothing thinking, and in my own life, day to day, you know, this happened at work because because I had this weird interaction. Maybe behind the scenes, all this stuff is happening behind, you know, trying to get in that in that mental cycle and. I'm trying to trying to bring it bring it back to basics like that the the, the psychologically and, and just pause in those situations but again yeah. it, there was i've had some indications that it's okay you know just tell tell the truth and and that i i might even be you know i, I could do this okay without <laughs> without yeah. undermining you know what i mean so thank you For i sure. really appreciate it yeah absolutely anything you want to say before we before we wrap up or any questions well, for us yeah yeah questions uh i i actually just sort of i i re-listened to you talking to uh i forget the name exactly offhand but it was talking about what's coming next and the and what could potentially be coming next, you know, not to not to be presumptuous, but in five equals six. And and really, I I think as far as in those regards, I actually just listened to you sort of going over that, um, the experience of that and and the and and how, how that happens. I, I guess I would go, you know, the idea of this this path is then the knowledge and self-growth and also trying to think about the what is that book of nature reading reading the book of nature and having a, a visceral experience with that and the macrocosm being one with the the microcosm mm. i guess i guess i i guess those those are the kinds of things that i'd be interested in and uh, um yeah anything about that possibly do you have any thoughts joe are you are you asking about if I understand you correctly, you're asking about what it is like to be an adeptus minor in studying the book of nature. Is that right? Well, what what I meant by that is, is a little bit more sort of the the Gnostic vis, visceral experience of it in that in that alchemy. How did it feel? Um, what was the the transformation internal of that like and the the growth mm -hmm. of that? say after the initiation and in the in the weeks after the time to come what how was that different possibly so you're at okay so 
So I always, before I answer a question, I always like to make sure I understand the question mm. because honestly, I'm a little bit dense when it comes to understanding questions. <laughs> um, so you're asking, you're asking more kind of what was, what was the experience in the, you know, in the weeks to months after Adeptus, after taking the Adeptus minor grade, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that's an interesting question. There's two different, to me, so in Adeptus minor, um, a couple things happen. First of all, it's sort of this, you all, it's, it's, this is, a, this is a bad way to put it, but, but you're, you're almost graduating in a way um, because you're, you've, gone through, you've gone through all these elemental grades and then, and then you've gone through portal for a time, right? And portal is portal's important to talk about because portal is kind of this, um, well, it's, it's, it's the grade of spirit, right? So it's, it's, and it's a grade where you, um, where you start to experience the inner alchemy in a more elevated and a more intense way. Um, and in Adeptus Minor, it's, it's kind of this time where like everything kind of like ties all together, right? So it's, it's a solar grade. So it's, so it's this time where like all of the microcosmic tools that are now at your disposal, you can now, um, inner tools, all, all of the inner forces that you've been working with, well, now you can wield them. Right. And so and so part of that first part of being an Adeptus Minor is is actually building out like all of the tools that that you're actually going to use to to wield the forces before you. And honestly, with that part of it, it didn't feel it just felt like I was just sort of like putting a dot on an I and a, and a cross on a T. Um, in other words, you know, as all these different tools were being built, well, I didn't. I honestly didn't find that it was a very transformative experience to make those tools because I had already done all the trans. I, I felt like so much transforming had already been done that when I was making this thing, okay, I just have this thing now. I'm going to use it to, um, to you know, so like you know, when uh, in 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 the order that I was in, uh, you know, uh, the pen the pentacle was actually made in the Zeltor grade, and I don't know how that is in other orders, but um, because sometimes it's made in Adeptus Minor. Well, I had made my pentacle in Zelator, but then when I became an Adeptus Minor, I remade all of my elemental tools. And so, so that part of it, that part of it was there. I started to explore like a lot of the more advanced uh, Adeptus Minor stuff. So I started to explore like, you know, there's a lot, there was this huge like Enochian period. There was like coming up with different ideas concerning zodiacal forces, coming up with ideas on how to like astrally evaluate uh, natal forces. So like, so um, that was a, that was a big Adeptus pro Minor project of mine was, um, um, was looking first at my own birth chart and looking at, okay, well, I know, for example, that, you know, my Mars is in Leo and it's in the seventh house, but what exactly does that mean? Like, first of all, what does Leo mean to me? What does Mars and Leo mean to me? And what does having that stuff in the seventh house mean to me? Um, and I really couldn't find any 
like solid answers for that stuff until I looked at it myself, until I actually started to, until I actually started to scry, find a way, construct a way to invoke Mars and Leo and then sit in there for a time and discover what it is to you. Um, so I had like lots of Adeptus Minor projects like that. Okay, I'm kind of rambling here. Um, the first part, so that was all like the microcosmic continuation, right? This like, okay, now that now we have this system and now we're going to wield this system, hooray. Um, and there was like a lot of like, there's, there's like a lot of like solar sort of work too. That stuff was cool, but looking back on it, that wasn't the crucial part of it. It was important, but it wasn't the most important thing. I think the most important thing in that grade was starting to interact with the macrocosm. Mm -hmm. It was starting to, so starting to act as an adept, so starting to be a teacher, starting to, um, starting to have relationships with other inner order members. And I hate to say it this way, but probably the most important part of that time was getting frustrated with other people. Mm. That was the most important part of being an Adeptus Minor was being frustrated with other people. Because at that time, your the friction in the friction that you're feeling in you is you changing as a result of your relationship with somebody else. That was the most important part of being an Adeptus Minor because it was starting to show me how to have relationships with people. It was starting to it was starting to show me how to how to live in the world as not 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 just be an adept because like because being an adept it's like it's like you can go and I certainly done this you can just go off live in a trailer and be an adept that's all well and good but what are you contributing to the world and moreover if you want to know what's in the book of nature what's in the book of nature is what's sitting in front of you right now you know and your frustrations with that and your 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 you know, the disgust that you feel and the, and all the negative feelings that you feel about other people, those things all come up in Adeptus mm -hmm. Minor and it's time to, um, it's, it's time to live with them. And it's time to, it's time to experience that, that, that inner alchemy in the elemental grades and in portal grade, grade. It, it blossoms in Adeptus Minor. Um, and it becomes, and it becomes this sort of this, this, uh, this dynamic that can that that continues to grow and continues to grow so yeah so you asked about like the weeks and months after the adeptus minor grade i think it was a lot of oh now i have all these cool tools to use boom 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 and then like all of these politics happen and it's like what am i going to do with this stuff what do i do I, I i am not i'm not a trained psychologist i don't know what to do all of that feeling and all of that all of that anxiety that's all that's all like the juice of being an Adeptus Minor. Yeah. yeah I great. always would say that, yeah, my, my favorite uh, time was Portal, I think because it's sort of like, oh, the anticipation of a thing. You know, how, how sometimes, um, sometimes 
I mean, sometimes it's better or worse depending on what the thing is. Like if you if you have to go to court, then uh, the, 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 the three days leading up to the court date can be agonizing where the court date goes by in 15 minutes. And you're like, I can't believe I spent three days of my life you know, like suffering because of that, you know, but, but with, uh, with me, I mean, I think because portal, I was mostly on my own. <clears throat> I mean, I, you know, I had people around and I was doing temple work, but I wasn't being micromanaged <laughs> by the chiefs. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was finding my own way involving like Buddhism, Christianity and LSD and meditation and staying up all night, you know, meditating with my robe on and really finding this beautiful uh, sort of gnosis experience on my own, you know. And then <clears throat> the initiation was, of course, mind blowing. Um, but immediately afterward, then it's like, okay, now you're in. Now you have these responsibilities. Okay, we'll see you Sunday. Do this, do that. And like you said, it's, it, it's, um, yeah, I mean, at, at the same time, it's like, congratulations, you have all this power. Now do what I say, you know. And, and so, you know, and so so for me, yeah, that whole first year, I was just thinking about it. Because uh, for me, my initiation was January 2000. Um, so I'm thinking, like, what was 2000 like for me? And I always joke with uh, my wife, Priyal, I live here in India, and she's familiar with like American pop culture and music uh, all through the aughts and the teens. I missed all that. And I always just, you know, please, sorry, I was in a cult. I have no idea who any of these people are or what this music is or anything. You know, I just, everything after the 90s, I was just like tuned out. You know, I was listening to to Enigma and Adiemos in the temple, you know. But uh so by the end of 2000, I had so that I had a full year. And then at the end of 2000, I went through a sort of act of rebellion um, where I disobeyed in a big way, um, you know, my, my, my teachers. And similar to what Joe was describing, that was kind of i mean and i'm not condoning i mean you know it's it's just to kill an unjust king right <laughs> if if you're if, if what you're being told to do is not good then yeah rebel um but if you're if you're if you're knowingly voluntarily entering into a hierarchical situation if somebody's about to join the army i'm not going to say okay disobey all your orders you know like it's everybody everybody's on their path you know and the hierarchies are hierarchies but you know i mean but i i not only went against the rules i went against like ethical rules and uh and and believed you know i, I, I had a, kind of a like a, a sort of messianic delusion you know uh period um and then that kind of that shaped who i became and uh you know my perspective on a lot of things uh was informed by the the events of that first year as as a five equals six um but i mean but i but like you said like there wasn't a right afterward, like like after the initiation that week, did I feel different? Well, I mean, in some ways. Um, I mean, looking back at it, I kind of think 
oh, that immature young guy, you know, because uh, for me, that was a long time ago. But like I, I was more secretive. I was in a relationship at the time with somebody who was still in portal. And, uh, and it was a, during a time period where, yeah, as they say, the veil was thicker. So, uh, so there was a lot of emphasis put on um, the secrecy of what goes on in the inner and not sharing this or that with your spouse or your, your partner, even if they're portal. And uh, so there was that dynamic that was a strain, there was a, a personal strain. Um, and it's, a, you know, the ego is, a, is, is quite a thing. And, you know, the person who says that they don't struggle with their ego is the person whose ego has taken over entirely generally you know um and so like like joe was saying if somebody's if somebody's getting on my nerves then i can in the moment i'm reacting to them but later when i'm meditating and kind of up into you know uh sort of a higher self perspective and look, um reacted badly it, it said that because edward ego um has these values and Daniel Ego has these values. And Edward is convinced that his values are correct. And Daniel is convinced that his values are correct. And they're, inco they're incompatible. You know, and, and you know, like, like someone who thinks that, well, if Jesus were alive today, he'd definitely be a Republican. And someone's like, ah, no, I think he'd be, you know, like people have very, they're very solid, fixed ideas about the nature of reality that are incompatible <laughs> and uh and that was one thing that the order the order would take all these people and just throw them together in one group and and have them be be officers together and it, i mean that that's quite a magical thing you know when you have uh the the and the hegemon and the carricks are all 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 kind of have different philosophies and worldviews and yet there, there you are in God form working together and you kind of like set that all aside for the moment. And that's, that's, that's a beautiful muscle to be able to exercise. And it kind of leads eventually to like the, the idea, hopefully of the, the Rose Cross where all the forces, where if somebody says, oh, what sign are you? I say, oh, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Leo, Virgo, Scorpio, Libra. Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, you know, it's just all of the above, Sphere of the Zodiac, you know, rainbow, what's your favorite color, the rainbow, you know, oh, you're into LGBT, well, yes, but that's not what I'm referring to now, you know, like I'm talking about, you know, this, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the prism, the, the, all the, all the, 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 the chameleon, if you will, that'll make more sense later, unless it already makes sense, um, so, Gosh, yeah, I mean, and, and uh, so a lot of things, I think, unfolded over the year that followed after the, uh, after that five equals six initiation. And the, the initiation itself was pretty mind-blowing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's hard to put my finger on exactly, you know, the difference afterward or before. And there's experiences I had before my five pool six initiation, like you were saying about feeling the grade of philosophers come on while you were still in practicus. I think I, I had a little bit of that too with uh, certain experiences I had in portal that were just between me and the night sky 
at 2 a.m., you know, with everyone else was asleep and uh, powerful moments that were as powerful as by five equals six in HBH in some point. And uh, like when my name came to me uh, in the way, the way we did things back then, and I assume the way they still do in that same uh, lineage, is you choose your name when you're in portal. One of the things you do is you commune with your own higher self and find the name that will guide you from that point forward. So as a neophyte, somebody else does it as a neophyte. It's divine for you by the cancellarius um, or that office. And uh, then when you go into five to six, you choose your own name, the name you never share with anyone who's not in five equals six. Mine's Verbum Excellentio. <laughs> See, I gave myself permission when I became a chief. Never mind. Um, no, uh, but yeah, that name came to me um, in a very powerful experience that I had while I was still in Portal. So I think there's, it's a blurry line. It's a blurry line for me from Philosophus. Because I, when I think of Philosophus, you know, the, the, uh, the cross of corrosion outside of the sun, and it, that's like the temple, the, the, the four elements in the four directions. And then the, the elusive vault is like beyond that Eastern altar in a space I can't reach beyond the Eastern wall. And so there's that distinct feeling of being in Philosophus and then going into the five equals six, you are now beyond the Eastern wall and there is no longer a cross of corrosion behind you. It's, it's all folded inward and unfolded in the form of, um, of the vault and the rose cross and everything. So yeah, it's, it's all very beautiful, very beautiful symbolism that, I mean, the, the human element and the group human element, on one hand, I could say can spoil it, and it can if it's bad enough. Um, but it's also part of it, because while we're in, like I'm about to quote the Zelikar initiation, while we're in this world, we are in a wilderness far from the garden of the happy. Or like, uh, now, I mean, as you might have noticed from my surroundings and from seeing other episodes, I, my, my, uh, my main focus right now is on a Buddhist path. And uh, Lord Buddha, his, you know, the first noble truth is uh, the wheel of life is in suffering. Like there's needless suffering involved in living, you know. And, uh, and so that's just something to accept. And, uh, and so in, in a group that comes often in the form of personality clashes and, uh, and, and those kinds of frictions like Joe was talking about. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I said too much or not enough or what, but, uh, but yeah, those are my thoughts on uh, what it's like after the five equals six <laughs> and the microcosm macrocosm merger. That's something that I'm still, that fascinates me today. And I mean, there's a, I mean, there, there was a one very honored soar who was a, a psychologist and she always would point out, well, that's called <laughs> solipsism or that's called, uh, you know, like when, when, uh, when there's no difference between, between you and the universe or you and God, like, no, there's supposed to be a difference. Yeah, I know, obviously, but you know, there's different levels to it, you know, or there's different ways of experiencing something that could be described in the same way. Um, 
and uh, and it's kind of useless to put it into words at a certain point. Like realize that you are, you know, an aperture through which the universe is experiencing itself, or or that you are Adam Cadman expressing himself at the tip of one of the hairs of his own beard, you know, or something like that. And uh, it's it's something that as soon as you start talking about it, or as soon as you start trying to share that with others, then then it's sort of like there isn't really anything there to give to another person or to communicate with another person that doesn't contradict itself or collapse in on itself. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. one of those things where it's actually better to keep it to keep it silent and just just be uh, what be still and know that you are God. <laughs> like that's, it's, with, it's very much Jesus it's very much it. a it's very much a lived reality, right? It's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I I agree that I agree that. Um, you're not going to know, and you're not to an extent like, well, with all these things, it's like until you're in the grade, you don't really know what being in the grade is actually like for you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That was great. Absolutely. It was, it was nice meeting you, and I hope that we can stay yeah. in touch. Yeah. And, uh, That'd be and awesome. Yeah. yeah, and we'll check in again in a couple of years or or less, and and see uh, if something new is coming up and and uh, how it's going. I like the the nutsack green you got going with this with the portal white energy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I was trying to look at look for something. This is light and pretty bright. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got the black Boaz on your uh, on your right shoulder and the white door over your left shoulder, so everything's very. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I did notice that, that it's like sort of cracked open. I was like, well, I won't close it. You know, I came in here. Hmm. That my hmm. my wife. My wife's in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very nice. Awesome. Well, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly. Thank you for coming on the Esoteric Nerd Podcast and blessings yeah. to you, brother. Wow. And, uh, and give my love to everyone up there in the Tacoma area. Yeah, thank you. I will. Um, have a good day. I'll, I'll okay, Scott, take care of yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Sure. Um, what what can we what can we say to close? What can we say to close? Well, that was fun. I, uh, I was trying to think of a name for the episode, like because there was an episode called Portal Problems, so mm. I could call it Philosophist Frustrations, or or maybe uh, yeah, or just like uh, uh, I don't know something about frustrations, or just like this one seems. This one seemed to be about frustrations, right? Like, like he was talking about his frustrations when he was in philosophist. And then when he asked about five, six, like frustrations kind of came out as the thing. Yeah, maybe philosophist frustrations would be a good mm. name for the episode. Mm. 128, uh, two to the power of seven. We're not gonna have another, uh, another exponent of two for, for another 128 episodes. <laughs> oh nice yeah we're on the binary the, the binary we're on bit. the binary and we co-hosted it 
Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Nice. Well, yeah, this is a this is a good uh, you know, I mean, because that's a terror nerd, like uh while while it, it branched out in various directions at times throughout various episodes, you know, exploring things peripherally peripherally related to Golden Dawn or just unrelated to Golden Dawn. Uh, but I think uh, you know, definitely something close to the heart of uh of the of the if there were a mission statement of uh of esoteric nerd is to to oh, check yeah. in with I mean it was always to check in with like ex-members of of our former order, but it's interesting that over I mean it's been oh gosh, how many years? It's been uh, seven years esoteric nerd's been out, if not eight. Wow. Um so yeah, checking in with the folks who were who are active in the lineage or lineages that cousins, you know, cousin lineages of ours or descended really. I mean, this is like our, you know, because uh, the, the after, especially after you had left, that order that you left became several others, became many others. And uh, then, yeah. then some, some of them separated, came back together, separated again. Some went that way, some went that way. So all of them are from the order you were in, uh, mm -hmm. where from, from my vantage point, some of them start to look like cousins because I was always there at ISIS, you know, and then kind of seeing uh, how things are progressing here and there, more immediate cousins, more distant cousins, but, uh, but all, all, all related. And then there's, uh, what I, I mentioned uh, the other day, I don't know if I, I should keep calling him Voldemort, but uh, but there was there was a lot of concern when uh, some drama was happening. He alluded to it, but not in a way that was clear enough that anybody would know what he was talking about unless they already knew about it. Um, but basically, there was some drama, and some of it was surrounding whether or not there was still like a Voldemort current in uh, in one of the temples, and that's like that's you know there's like. A, there's one school of thought where, like, for example, adepts that left that said, you know, in order to purge myself of all that, I started over as a neophyte in Chick Cicero's order and worked my yeah. way up to adept. Now, now I'm no longer, you know, I no longer have that taint, you know, or no longer have that, uh, that stain. Uh, but, but then from that vantage point, it kind of implies or sometimes comes out and directly says, but in private messages so that it's not something I, I'm not talking about anyone specific, I'm talking about his wife. No, no, um, no. Anyway, um, uh, but yeah, no, it's just so that implies that if you didn't do that, that if you went through up to Adeptus under Voldemort, and then 20 years later, you want to establish a temple that it's got that Voldemort current in it. And that that mm -hmm. seems to be like a really disheartening thing that gets thrown around by people who want to diminish the temple or perhaps rightly criticize it for having some of the negative trappings that uh, that that seem very familiar from those days. Um, and then for the people who are in those temples wanting to, you know, clarify, no, we're not. That has nothing to do with it. No affiliation. Okay, well, what's your lineage? We don't have a lineage. Well, how did you come into exist? Well, we all come from different places. Okay, now you're just lying. 
<laughs> oh yeah, lying yeah. at this point, you know, just yeah. admit it. You know? But then, but then people, I think people are too fixated on who's your guru, who's your guru, who's the master. Absolutely, I, 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 I think, I think that a lot too. I also think that, I also think that, like, all of this, all of this is evolving, right? And like. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a big believer. I'm a believer in accepting and accepting, but not necessarily obeying your past, mm. you know? Mm. So I, I don't think that, and, and, and also I, I guess, I guess I feel, I feel like, like to fear, to fear someone's presence so much that you're, that you're going through all these machinations to, to disempower yourself you're attracting law of, law of attraction upside down yeah pretty yeah. empowering mm. exactly yeah. Um, yeah and if you're really if you're really that concerned with it then i i guess i guess like this is the this is kind of like my approach to to such things like like if you're if you really want something to go away then you ignore it mm. um you you ignore it while being vigilant towards it. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do anything. Don't do any. I, I guess, like, like, like Hippocrates says, uh, first do no harm. And and sometimes if you push too hard in the other direction, well, now you're you're reinforcing you're reinforcing that belief. You know. Mm. I don't know. I mean, like, like with with. But also, like with this sort of thing, it's like you have to. I mean, honestly, like throughout throughout like uh, any magical journey, like to me, one of the most important things is to know how to dance, is to know how to like. Okay, we're in this situation. We're going to accept our situation, and we're going to do something. We're going to do something now, right? Even if even if the only thing you can do right now is not to take any of this too seriously and to keep yourself mentally healthy. That's what you need to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and with something like the Golden Dawn, like it's like the door is always there for you to commune with your own higher self, to commune yep. with the spirits, with the angels, with God. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, every time you do the, the middle pillar, you're supposed to see the material world shrink down to a little sphere below your feet. And you get bigger than the universe, bigger than all the galaxies, bigger than all mm. this, and reach outside the universe in order to draw and say, ata. And, um, but it's hard to do that. You know, I mean, I'm speaking a little bit from, you know, from my own, what, my own journey, like, uh, when uh, it got to the point for me where saying ata just reminded me of all the drama and all the BS going, going mm -hmm. on on the human level in the organization. And I, after taking a break for a couple of years and, and learning that human drama goes on in the yoga community, you know, for me, I, <laughs> I, I stopped. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, I stopped and just immersed myself in that and then came to find out that there's egos and bulls bullshit in uh you know the california yoga scene and uh then that kind of that kind of gave me a like then then i was able to kind of come with fresh eyes and and say okay well so this is the lbrp and this is a sun salutation 
And mm -hmm. uh, when humans get involved in uh, organizations that have them at their as their core practice, whether it be LBRP or sun salutation, you know, then uh, th there's going to be a human element. And if you let it yeah. play out for 10, 20 years, you're going to see, see some, some serious shit. <laughs> Was it Doc Brown said you're going to see some wild shit or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> some serious shit. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. I'll play the clip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at any rate, I've got these uh, here. Uh, I'll let you and 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 the guests who came to. Uh, smell that smell the rose yeah and uh to feel feel the heat of this uh fiery red lamp is and to eat of this bread and salt see i've got three these little uh wafers that might look familiar if you're from temple of isis or the roman catholic oh, church nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and of course. Oh, it just started raining here. Can you hear that pouring rain or is Zoom filtering it out? I don't hear it. I don't hear it, but I'll pop on. Yeah. How nice. Isn't that cool? Yeah. See, you right, surfing cosmically and now the nature yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. The water, the water came too. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I All like right. it. Well, this was Thanks, Ryder. And this is the first one recorded here in the New Cape Room. And uh, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we'll be in touch. And uh, look, yeah, we'll do this again sometime. We'll talk again and again and again. It's great. Yes, yes. All right. Take care of yourself, okay? You too. Honored Frater, M.C., for being our guest today on the Esoteric Nerd Podcast. Special thanks to Joe Zabinski for being my co-host for today's episode. Special thank you also to Susumu Ueda, as well as his father, and the other monks at Joe Fukuin on Mount Koyasan for the music you're hearing right now, the same track that starts every Esoteric Nerd episode. Special thanks to Camille and Kennerly for the harp transition into and out of the interview itself. And special thanks to Brian Dahl for the, uh, the intro and outro music to Joe Zabinski. <clears throat> I uh, would like to invite those of you who are watching the YouTube version of this to see a, uh, if, you, if you don't want this to end and you like seeing my face and hearing my voice, but you don't mind if the robe changes a little, then uh, go ahead and click here and uh, I wish you well. And uh, what they just clicked on uh, was 
uh, the hundredth Tipitaka recital. This is the Tipitaka behind me, the uh, scriptures of of the earliest Buddhism, the English translation of the Pali scriptures. And that was the hundredth episode of Tipitaka in which I present a rogues gallery where uh, well-known animated characters um, fill in for, you know, as the face of various monks and nuns who did naughty things in the original Sangha in 6th century BC. Um, and, well, anyway, it's fun if you feel like watching that. And uh, special thanks to the Esoteric Nerd listening to this episode or watching it. Until next time, go forth in love, truth, and love.